What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me today in a very special Monday, day one free agency pod, I got the Karate Kid himself, Ray Volo, <laughs> as always, and our good friend Chris Lucas joining BTT. Go ahead. How are we doing, boys? Doing, fans? Uh, fellas, how are we feeling? Just wrapped up. Still some late signings trickling in, but how are we feeling after day one? Day one was a fu- fucking electric, man. Pumped up. Been waiting for this for however many months. Uh, and the Jets made some fucking moves. So that's all. That's what really got me pumped up. But yeah, long way to go. Long way to go. Yeah. Got that. Right. How you doing, um, bud? Doing, doing really good. Bills fan here. So uh, very excited about some of the smaller moves we've made. Um, excited to see how it continues. We're filling two quotas today. Hillbilly and Canadian. Right oh, here with a fucking God. Bills fan. I fucking don't want to don't start with me. Notorious enemies did, of the podcast, but we today, did increase our uh, overall pod IQ today with Dean out. Um, but you know, we obviously not get, get not get <laughs> that's true. Let me the, let me the, actually let, the, the average IQ was gone once Dean got removed, so you know, that's true. I want to air one grievance before we get going here. Please uh, do. If I ever hear Dean pick Roger McCreary or George Carl <laughs> in a mock draft for the Bills in the first round again, so help me God, you will lose one listener. And and your first ever guest can't have it. Can't have yeah, cannot have that. In, in our take- defense for the pod, I told Dean that you were not going to like that. <laughs> I actually started laughing immediately after he did it. You were right. All right, so let's get into it. Um, some of the notable guys that we're going to mention here: um, the first quarterback that came off, Mitch Trubisky, signing a two-year deal. With the Steelers, Hassan Reddick got signed by the Eagles for three years, $45 million. J.C. Jackson got a fat contract from the L.A. Chargers, five years, $82 million. Um, the Jaguars seem to sign everybody today. We'll definitely touch on them. Uh, Cincinnati got two good offensive linemen, uh, needed that for sure. Alex Kappa, four years, $35 million. And Ted Karras, three years, $18 million. And then we'll round it out with a nice Jet signing. Um, with Pro Bowl guard Lakin Tomlinson, three years, forty million. Um, so we're gonna start. Who won the day? Ray, you can give me the start. Who won the day first? Who won the Who won the day? Day one. We still have a long way to go, but who won day one? I mean, if we're counting the last twenty four hours, Tampa Bay won, right? Like, I don't. First of all, salary cap is not even a real thing anymore. It and doesn't it fucking exist. infuriates no. me. I thought Brady comes back. You tag Godwin, re-sign Jensen. I'm like, okay, like the, Carlton Davis is gonna have to leave. No, they just pay him 15 million a year too. Like, what the fuck is good? I don't get it. So frustrating. It's just another thing. Like, you think Tom Brady's out of the division? Yeah, it's right? nice for it's nice for us fans over here in the AFC East. Um, and the guy just continues to fuck us. We all uh, have celebration. We're like, yeah, bye bye Tom. And then within 24 right? hours, the guy just fucks my free agency. Right, Hot yeah. Sucker. Fucking mouth kissing motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chris, give me your give me your team. Who won the day? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go with the Bengals. I really like what they did, sharing up the offensive line, going out and getting Kappa and Karras, and then adding to the defense too, getting BJ Hill to replace some of the beef they lost up front there. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I think a lot of what the the Bengals did this past season was smoke and mirrors. I find it hard to believe they're gonna be able to repeat it next year, but uh some of the moves they're making are making it a little Ooh. bit more believable for me. Little little spicy take from Chris to start. I like it. One thing I want to just point out about the Bengals, like you I know you said that they retained BJ Hill, but they lost uh, uh Ogan Joby. 
And he, he I would say that, that in, in our NFC North podcast, I was saying those two guys both being free agents, that kind of sucks because they were both really good up front for them during that playoff run. Like I noticed yeah. those motherfuckers. Yeah, they definitely were. They definitely were. Um, Absolutely. A lot of teams didn't make moves today. Obviously, it's day one. There's still a lot of guys out there. Um, some notable guys, um, Teron Armstead, Von Miller, Chandler Jones, um, Allen Robinson, Randy Gregory, Stefan Gilmore, James Daniels, um, Bobby Wagner, Tyron Matthew, Chavius Ward. Um, so still a lot of guys to be signed and still a lot of moves to be made. Who's got the most pressure going into day two, day three? Who needs to make a move and possibly who is it? Also, I think I think Kansas City is is on the hot seat here. You see a lot of the teams in the AFC loading up to get to that next level. You look at the Chargers spending like crazy on the defensive side of the ball. I just mentioned Cincinnati. I love the smaller moves that the Bills have made thus far. And Kansas City is staying quiet. Uh, some buzz on them being in on juice early on here, but I haven't heard anything else outside of that really. Uh, they're going to lose uh, Tyron Matthew, it looks like, probably to free agency somewhere. But uh, I think the pressure is on them to, to make a move and, and keep up pace. Ray, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go two. I think the Dolphins. I think, I mean, I like, I know Chase, Chase Edmonds, people like that signing, but. I think it's more of just a depth running back, bring a veteran in who's good with that system. I still see them addressing that in the draft, but that offensive line's gonna you're gonna have to get go out and get one of those big guys left on the board. I think Armstead's a really good fit for them, and they have the money to spend. So uh, they have, I think they have to go all in on that offensive line. I did like the um, what's the Cowboys receiver name? Uh, who's the, the Cedric Wilson? Super- yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's that a was good. good that was a good move for them. I, I like him, but like, I, what was the tweet, Chris? And someone's like, they said like budding superstar or something like that, emerging star. I'm like, that's yeah. a little hyper. That's a little bit of hyperbole. Like, he's a good player. Is that real? Yeah, someone said something like a like emerging star. But oh, I love that. I I digress. <laughs> and um, another team, the uh, Raiders. I know I heard, heard whisperings they were in on um, uh, Honey Badger. I don't know if that got done yet. Can anyone anyone hear about that? No, I don't think so. They retained Max Crosby, which I love love as a player, but what? He get 20-plus a year, right? He got so much. I uh, mean, yeah. It was ridiculous how fast Definitely you need someone like a cornerstone of the franchise, but that whole division is making moves. That West is going to be a fucking gauntlet now. Yeah, Denver getting better. Kansas City is always Kansas City. The Chargers loaded up on D today, going all in. Like They're going to have to do something. I don't know if they're going to be able to compete, or maybe we see Derek Carr get moved. To a team with who needs a quarterback, and they start they start the rebuild early. Yeah, who knows that uh, Josh McDaniels wants to do with uh, with Derek Carr? I I think Arizona's got to make a move. Um, you hear Kyler crying and bitching for the last few weeks. Um, people saying that he may leave the NFL and go play baseball. Um, it's a yeah. possibility, yeah. but I would say probably not. Um, but they missed out on some offensive line help today. Um, they lost Christian Kirk, not saying that Christian Kirk is a great player, but what, they did that? lose out on, I, I believe he's now the fourth highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Ur- thank God Urban Meyer's gone, am I right? It's oh, my God. <laughs> fucking whack. The adults um, are back in the building. But <laughs> Arizona definitely needs to do something uh, along the offensive line. Um Getting another weapon for sure. They were able to retain James Conner, but they lost Chase Edmonds. Um, and they were able to re sign Zach Ertz. And it seems like uh, Max Williams also 
is probably going to resign there, but I think they need some weapons and they need to keep Kyler happy because you draft Josh Rosen a couple years ago and then you draft Kyler right after him. You cannot have your quarterback leave and go play a different sport. It's just I mean, a terrible look. But that team, that team also needs defense and Chandler Jones is as good as gone. I think they're saying, right? I like, think he's definitely gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still kind of like their defense. They still have some young pieces, especially in the secondary. I mean, it hurts losing. The guy. I mean, it hurts losing the guy that is was he leading the league in sacks for the last five years. Like, um, it definitely hurts. But um, I think everything leads to keeping Kyler happy. I think that keeps the whole team together. Um, so True. who knows? There'll be a lot of interesting teams. A lot of guys still out there. Um, so it'll be a really interesting day too. I'm fucking pumped up for it because I need Joe Douglas to make some more moves. Um, so we're going to go right to the Jaguars now. Um, what a wild day they had. They signed Christian Kirk for four years, 72 million, which could balloon to 84 million uh, with all incentives. Um, they signed Evan Ingram to a one-year deal. They signed Brandon Sheriff. Uh, the deal has not come out yet. Um but I'm assuming it's going to be something fat. People are saying maybe 16 mil a year. Um, they signed Faye Alokun to a three-year $45 million deal, and they signed Foley Fadukasi to a three-year $30 million deal. Um, not a lot to, mention, to unpack there. Not to mention Zay Jones, three years, 30 million. And they million. just signed Zay Jones uh, to a three-year $30 million deal. Um, and it looks like their entire salary cap is basically wrapped up in those seven guys now, um, along with... They tagged Cam Robinson. I don't get how they're paying all these guys. Um, what do you make of the Jags day one free agency? Well, we said like they got the pervert in Urban Meyer out of the building, and I guess they all started smoking crack, and whoa, now whoa, they're whoa. just they're just gonna spend like fucking maniacs. You loosely throwing pervert around? I mean, isn't what that what is isn't that what really led to it? I mean, Urban's my boy, but isn't that what led to uh, him getting canned? Pretty much that video of him uh, partying in the Ohio bar. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, not a good look. I fucking hate that guy. Love him. But Chris, anyway, give, yeah, yeah, give me Jaguars, some stuff on the Jags. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I think the fact that Christian Kirk is getting, he could get up to upwards of about $21 million a year over the course of four years. What is Devontae Adams going to get? 40? 40 per? I was going to say 35 per. Like, I don't understand. Like, am I, I don't buy that he's not going to play on the tag either. Am I missing something with him though? Like, is he like better? Is he going to be a top ten wide receiver next year? Christian Kirk. Yeah, like I don't understand why he's getting that money. Was that rhetorical or? I mean, I, you can, <laughs> yeah. I, am I missing something? I, I don't understand it personally. I mean, you look at the free agent market out there, the free agent market out there right now. I don't even know if he's a top five guy available to to start it. If you include Adams, I mean, I might have rather have Allen Robinson. I mean, Landry, would you have not Andy. rather resign DJ Chark? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even coming off of injury. I mean, the only the new coaching staff and everything, that's one thing. But like I I, even also like I'm talking about Devontae Adams. What is he gonna get? What is Allen Robinson gonna get now? I don't right. Yeah, I don't know. People were people were speculating like 13 million. Like yeah, that's that's, no shot. Yeah, there's no way. There's no shot. I know you like you said, like a new regime, like a new regime is not an excuse to sign shitty players to bad contracts. I guess. And shitty franchises stay fr- shitty franchises for that reason. But I don't um, know. I'll just say this. When a new regime comes in and they like overpay that money. Chris is like, laughing because he thinks I'm talking about the fucking Jets too. 
It's like I feel like it's like they put their cock on the table. You know, you got you got you got to start thinking like what what do they know that everyone else doesn't? The one thing I'll say is it's it's easy to shit on what the Jaguars did today, but but I'll try and defend them slightly. Is I did largely like what they did from a positional standpoint, going out there to get weapons for for Lawrence. We can debate whether they're you know cost effective or the best ones they could have gotten, but for going out to get a Brandon Sheriff and try and protect him. Uh, I don't know if if going out and getting that linebacker or Ola Kuhn from Atlanta was the best use of their funds, but uh, uh, that that's debatable. I think the linebacker position is getting devalued quickly in the league, so that's a little questionable. But outside of that, I did think they did a, a good job at, at spending, positionally speaking, uh, smartly. No, that's that's def- that's fair. I, I you have to at least like you said, like we can question the moves all we want. Just the concept of going to support their young quarterback who had a little bit of a down year rookie year. You have to respect it. That's why I mean the Jets do and so in a little bit of a smaller, like smaller scale fashion, but got respected. Yeah. Um, the other team I wanted to talk about uh for sure was the Chargers. Big deal for JC Jackson. Um, they make the move a few days ago for Khalil Mack, giving up a two and a seven, I think. Um, how are you guys feeling about the Chargers? Missed out on the playoffs after that crazy game. Um, with Las Vegas last year, they're a team that is going all in. Um, and like Ray said before, that division's fucking crazy. So if you're not going to get it, like get the hell out of the way. Um, where do you see them stacking up now in the AFC? Yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic how they're how they're looking to stack up the defense to compete with with some of the offensive firepower getting brought into the into the West out there. Um, personally, I'm, I'm a fan of trying to keep your fastball. If I were them, I'd be looking to add more to their offense, but, uh, I can certainly see their point of view. Um, to me right now, they're still second in the, in the AFC West. I, I don't see them yet being able to take that step ahead of, of Kansas city until I see them do it. Um, and as exciting as Russ and Denver is, uh, I, I still think it may, it may take a year for that offense to really gel. So uh, probably second still. Uh, I'd like to see him make another move on offense to to really get them into that next year. But uh, they're certainly certainly gearing up to make a push. No, I, I I tend to agree with you. I think they're still second in that division. Um, but I do respect them going and using some of the money that they do have to get help that D out because I know we all talk about that run defense was porous, but and like their offense did put up numbers. So I can see them trying to make it make a statement go. Just sure up that side of the ball a little bit, just so it's not going to cost you when playoffs come around. Because, right, I mean, Kenton, there's no denying Herbert looks like a top five potential quarterback in the future. Yeah. Like, a guy has Absolutely. been stellar his first couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, I mean, I think, yeah, JC Jackson's a pretty good secondary now. Derwin James, a top five, uh, possibly a, a top 10 defensive player in the league. Um, Asante Samuel had a good year last year too. So pairing him with JC Jackson, I think it's a good move. And then obviously leave leaving no more double teams for Joey Bosa with Khalil Mack on the other side. That's a, that's a, that, that pass rush is absolutely terrifying. Um, it's assuming and, Khalil Mack stays healthy for right. what it's worth. True. True. But when he's on the field, I mean, he's a Buffalo guy, Chris, come on. Damn. Was that your own? You, yeah. you, be, UB, uh, you be Albany. Come on, <laughs> Albany boys. You be Albany. <laughs> um, one of the other teams I wanted to touch on, uh, move I like, uh, they made I liked, uh, was the Eagles. I really like Hassan Reddick. Um, I know he wasn't um, 
bonafide stud when he first came out, but the last two years he's put together two really good seasons, top five in sacks the last two years. Um, and this team has got three first-round picks in this upcoming draft. I think if they could maybe add a corner uh, and possibly a linebacker here uh, at the end of free agency, I think that'll go a long way, and then they can kind of go all in on Jalen. Um, but how are you feeling about the Eagles with their free agency? They do have a little bit more money to spend than these three first-round picks. I think – I mean, I, they run the draft, so – yeah, um, I like the Sacramento signing a lot. Um, the three first round picks, I wouldn't. I think that they're gonna probably try to pair them with the young kid too, and just really make that a strength of their uh, defense. And like you said, they still have more money. I think to, going forward, this next week or so, they're gonna have to add someone to help out Hurts, uh, whether it's either whether it's a lineman or a pass catcher like Allen Robinson. They got to go out and get someone. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the way you're seeing some of the money get spent today is pretty telling. And as far as how the NFL GMs are are seeing the first round or are predicting how the first round is going to play out right now. Um, at this point, I think it's a lock to assume one of those three picks the Eagles have is going to be a wide out, a playmaker there. Um, it, I, I like the the signing at, of Redick at, at the, on the defensive end there for Philly, but uh, I think that was a, a move out of desperation as they started to see how some of these linebackers are shooting up boards post combine. Uh, I think they might have rather stuck at where they are there in the middle of the draft and hope to Jermaine Johnson fell to him, but but that's just not seeming seeming realistic anymore. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, he's not making it past ten. So yeah, no shot. He's I don't I see him lock top ten, but um I, I don't think he's gonna be there at ten. But I do think that's a good fair point though. Like maybe they're. They're worried that they originally thought that their guy was going to be there. Now it's like they're shooting up the boards quick, dude. Like there's a good chance five go before they pick. And they have so many needs where you can't reach. So I think this, it does give them a little insurance where they don't need to go get one. Now they could, they still can, but it's not, it's not a necessity. Right. Um, Last thing before we're going to touch a lot on the jets and the bills. So uh, bear with us if you want to stop the pod now, Um, (laughs) but give me one player. And one team fit that you really like in this next few days. If you want me, I'll go first. If you guys want to take a quick look, um, I got one. Start my, the, I'll give you first though. I got one of mine already. Okay, but. I'm going to start right at the top, and I'm going to start with Chandler Jones, and I'm going to look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this is a team that needs pass rushers um, very badly. You saw it at the end of last year. Um, and I think that fit is just fucking awesome. And I think that's just a guy that takes them over the top. Um, and if he can get two good years out of him, um, I think he might be looking at two Super Bowl rings. I, li- I like that. I like that fit. Um, I know. Um, what's his name? Zadarius has been linked to the Chiefs, too. Like, they definitely need some pass rush help. But I know Chris also really wants him from Chandler Jones. He wants the uh, Northern New Yorker to come home. Right, Chris? Boy, would I love that! Boy, would I love that! But um, I'll 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 take a I'll take a, a stab here in a different direction. How about how about give me Juju to the Packers? They've been desperate Ooh, for like wide that. receiver like help for a long time. Juju is going to be undervalued just because he hasn't had a quarterback to throw him the ball in a couple of seasons. Um, and it, to me, it's just a match made in heaven. Especially if they can get a, an Adams deal done here shortly. Uh, I think that move makes a lot of sense for both sides. I, I agree. I like that fit a lot. They need it. They desperately need some more uh, receiver help. But I think like you touched on it. 
Uh, Adams got to get done first, though, I would assume, right? And I don't, I know they were in cap trouble yeah. already. I mean, we've already talked about how the cap is fictional at this point, but like, I, what do you think Juju's going to get? Is he going to get a multi year deal, you think? Like, I don't know. I mean, he was willing to sign a one year last year. And I mean, that was going to a team where he knew he wasn't going to get any kind of decent uh, True. You know, quarterback play. So I'd imagine if you're going to go to a team like Green Bay, you, you sign a deal for whatever they're willing to pay you, even if it's the vet minimum with the idea that you're getting paid the next year. Fair. I like that. Um, yeah, for me, I think uh, Armstead to the Dolphins is just a match made in heaven. Um they need they need offensive line help desperately. Got to start a tackle position, um, and he's clearly the best tackle on the market. I'm pretty sure he's still relatively young too. Like he's he's not yeah. on the wrong side of thirty yet, is he? No, I don't think so. Maybe approaching it. I think so, he is thirty actually. Yeah. So I mean, give, I think he'll he'll cost a pretty penny, but the Dolphins have top five cap room in the in the league, and it gives them a little flexibility because they're picking at twenty nine, and the odds of a elite tackle falling to that spot is going to be uh, slim, I would assume. Yes, very, very slim. Um, all right, yeah. I'm really excited for day two. Still a ton of guys out there. Um, we're going to switch, switch shift gears here, um, and we're going to get some ASCs talk because hey. the boys are here. Um, we'll start with Buffalo because Chris is our guest. Uh, Chris, impressions of day one from Buffalo moving forward. What do you need from them? You know, I, I think it, I think we're in a beautiful spot right now. We've we've got an incredibly talented roster, which even as Jet fans, I think you guys are are mature enough to admit. I love what we did on day one, bringing in Roger Saffold to, to replace Daryl Williams at at essentially the same salary to to really improve the run game for us and get a little nastier up front. Saffold provides a lot more athleticism than than Williams offered, who was really playing out of his natural position at the right guard. Uh, so I'm really happy with that one. We, we added a little bit of beef up front on the D-line, too, with Tim Settle, who's like a fifth rounder, I think, out of Vodtech. He played with Tremaine Edmonds back in back in the day. Um, so bringing him in and, and another guy that we signed here late in the late in the day, Daquan Jones, to really beef up our, our frankly atrocious run defense from last year. So I'm a big fan of the rules we've made thus far. Uh, would love to see us get one more weapon to, to like I said, keep our fastball and, and really try and give uh, Josh the best chance to – to succeed next year. But um, outside of that, maybe a cornerback too. Uh, that's been a popular one, but, but a lot of people believe that that's where we'll go in the draft. So uh, a lot of options, but, but no true needs in my mind. Yeah. I think that's like a it. fair, I think that's a fair assessment too. I, like you said, I know you guys needed a, uh, like a run stuffer, like a meaty uh, defensive tackle. So I think settle pie does provide that to you earlier on or like early downs. Because you have Ed Oliver who's going to get after the quarterback, and I know a lot of those young defensive linemen like Epinesa, Rousseau, Boogie Basham, they can all rush from inside too. Boy, Boogie. I love me some Boogie, man. I'm telling you, big year this year. But um, I think, honestly, that this is interesting. Like, I think if you guys can get an edge, if you can get Chandler Jones or maybe even like a uh, – I, I can see Barnett being a good fit for you guys too, to be honest. I see Barnett, yeah. Going on like a little bit of a two-year discount or one, even a one-year deal, I think it would be a pretty good fit. But if you can shore up the, the, that edge position in free agency, I really do think it sets up perfectly for you guys to target a cornerback wide receiver in like the first two rounds, like vice versa. I think they're going to be some yeah. really good day two receivers for you guys. That's a great point. I, I didn't mention edge. I'm, I'm really banking on some of the investments we've made over the last couple of years in the draft to start paying off. Um, 
you know, when, when you spend three, you know, top two round picks over the course of two years, you, you expect to start to see some payoff and, and Rousseau flashed at, at points last year. Um, and I'm hoping that it was a case of, you know, we, we rotate our defensive line amongst the most in the league and, and maybe it was a, a snap count thing for him and, and getting more reps next year will help. Um, but yeah, a guy like Chandler Jones, if he's willing to come here, I know I've seen some some quotes from him saying it's not all about the money from him anymore. If we can get a guy like that looking to, to make a run one last time before uh, he hangs it up, uh, I'm all about that. That fit makes too much sense to me. It's I did fucking see that. scary. I, I, I did see that, that so tweet. much. He is the northern, like the western New York. Right? What do you guys call yourselves? Western New York, right? Fucking weirdos. Yeah, man, western New York. Upstaters, baby. Canadians. <laughs> Uh, I feel like they all like, you know, they, they like to stick together, but he would flash in that scheme, dude. Just put his hand in the dirt, let him rush from outside. I know we were talking, uh, Chris, that saying like, you guys need a little bit more juice from the edge. Like, that's why you didn't like that Carl Loftus pick from Dean, because he's more of like a, uh, a powerful he's a great tweener. Carl Loftus reminds me of like the perfect guy that's going to set the edge and, and, and be that strong side defensive end for you for the next few years. But I think that's what FNS is going to end up being in my yeah. mind and, and probably what Boogie's ceiling is right now too. Um, still obviously super young, both of those guys. But but Greg is the only guy on the roster right now I see that provides any kind of burst or bend that, that's a real threat on the outside. So so adding somebody like that uh, in a Chandler Jones would, would be an extremely attractive opportunity. Yeah, I like it. I mean, clearly the best team in the AFC East. Um, yeah. So we'll see who else they could possibly add um, in the next few days. And then looking towards the draft. Ray, let's talk about today. Yeah, Joey D. Uh, took him a while. I was fucking, I was about to cry when he didn't make a move in the first four minutes of free agency. <laughs> Dude, uh, we were so irrational. <laughs> it's hysterical. <laughs> I was I was genuinely like pissed off like twenty minutes in, and I knew I shouldn't have been. I knew it wasn't right, but I was not happy. Yeah, it was a Monday, um, <laughs> but let's let's talk about the moves they made today. Um, Lagan Tomlinson, a much needed upgrade at right guard. Um, GVR can get the fuck out. Um, thank God. And then a late signing today, CJ Uzama, three years, twenty four million. I think that was a really good move for them. Um, it was definitely Burrow's security blanket down the stretch and then retaining Braxton Barrios. I mean, I feel like we always always make a joke about it, but that guy's a good football player and he's great on special teams. Um, And to get him at a discount for two years, 12 million, when people were saying you might get nine or 10 um, just goes to show you that Joe Douglas is the best GM in the NFL. Uh, (laughs) But Ray, give me your first impressions of the Jets day one and then what we need to do in day two and day three. Yeah, I mean, good start. Can't complain about the start. I mean, fuck it. No, I can complain. I wanted Carlson Davis bad. (laughs) I've said it openly. That's my one complaint. Besides that, we put away the negative. The positive, Lakin Tomlinson is someone that I thought would be a good match early. Um, I'm a little uh, curious to see. I know we all like assume that like he's gonna be right tack, uh, right guard rather, but I don't know. I was just look, I was like scrolling through Twitter. And I saw like the uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar uh, Duke Mannyweather, like that offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Like, he always like tweets about like all well, he, he's like coaches like all like the high level offensive line prospects. I don't know. He just made a point like how like changing left guard to right guard is like not as easy as like it's not make it out to be. And just like the fact that he played right guard in college, like they said that like. He was, the way he was describing it, he makes it seem like he's a lot more confident at left guard, which kind of concerns me. But I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. I don't think it's as big of a deal as switching tackles. Obviously, I know it's kind of a cliche, 
But I do like the signing a lot. We got a little bit nasty, a little bit more athletic on the line, which is good. And that whole at right guard was fucking miserable. Absolutely atrocious. Uh, what do you think, Sauce? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great move. I know the the point about possibly who's going to move to right guard. Um, I just think you, you moved up for AVT last year. You knew he was going to be your left guard of the future. Um, and he played really well there last year. I don't think you move him. Um, it's another guy who, who didn't play guard. It was a, he was a tackle. Um, so I think if Tomlinson has played right guard before, he's also a veteran. He's been in the league. Um, I don't think the move will be that big of a deal for him compared to the move for AVT after just one year. Um, so that's kind of where I see it. Um, you also I, just like to touch on that too. You also have to assume like LaFleur coached him. Like they, they had right. his hands on him early. Like you shouldn't, they should be confident in what he's able to do. And like, if they're confident, he can move, like either he can move or Gary Tucker can you, move. Like you don't really sign him if you're him. not confident in him making a move. Exactly. Like, that's what it is. Um, and then I touched on it before. I think the the move for Uzama is really good. We have we have not had a tight end um, since Dustin Keller, and he wasn't even that good. Um, Can I say something? Like, I, I don't. I mean, I I don't know how good Uzama is though. I mean, I think I, he's good. Uzama is a very good veteran to bring in to be a good number two, in my opinion. If you so, draft a Trey McBride, if you draft a likely or something like somebody like that to pair with him. I love the move. I agree. You got him at, you got him at the same rate. The Seahawks paid Will Disley. Like, yeah. CJ Uzama is a much better player. And now he has gone through that whole Super Bowl run with the Bengals, brings in some veteran leadership. Um, and he played, I mean, I know like his stats weren't crazy last year, but what he had more, I think he had more catches than all the Jets tight ends last year combined. Very close, but yes, it's just, it's just a security blanket for Zach and he needed more weapons. It's just a guy that knows how to get it done. I'm not saying he's going to be Travis Kelsey and he's not going to go out there, put up a hundred yard games, but he's going to help Zach. And that's all that matters. I agree. I'm just worried because the cancerous New York media and the, I'll just say it, the um, lower IQ fan base are going to think that they're get we're getting an elite tight end, like fucking Gronkowski and like, God forbid he doesn't score fucking five touchdowns in the first like three weeks. People are gonna start rioting shit. I don't know. I just I didn't always worry about that stupid shit. It annoys me. But I did see the video of him doing like a pregame uh speech before the uh, Chiefs game. I'm not sure if anyone saw that on Twitter like before, but it's pretty badass. He was talking about like he's like we don't want a participation trophy and shit. It got me fired up. So I'm on it. I'm on the signing. I love that, I, I love Uzama for you guys. I'm I'm kind of mad you got him. He he just is, is is such a great locker room guy from everything you read. That it, anything that you guys do that might help bring Zach along as a Bills fan uh, puts a little bit of a pain in my stomach. So definitely Rightfully. didn't love seeing that. I know I know you guys are a little disappointed you didn't maybe get that that splashy free agent signing outside of Lake and Tomlinson, but I think the path you guys are taking is is the responsible one and 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 ultimately probably the one that'll lead you guys to success. Um, there's no need to to go out there and get a, a player and overpay a guy. I mean, obviously one of the one of the cornerbacks that signed today would have been nice, but uh, I I don't know that either necessarily fit your timeline if I'm being completely candid with you both right now. So uh, I like a lot of the moves. I think you got some really nice weapons to add there. I still think you guys need a wide receiver one though. Um, uh, a trio. Yeah, I think that's just clear. It's going to be on the draft. Barrios would be scary. 
Yeah, you don't you don't want the Jets to get Wilson. We've talked about that before. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like that's just the Joe Douglas like mantra. He's not gonna like you said. I think you said responsibly. He spent responsibly. I think that's a good way to put it. Like he's not gonna go overpay for people like and get into a bidding war. Like he, you would never see him do that Christian Kirk deal. I feel like. But um, that being said, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the thirty-one other teams would have done that deal. Yeah, they, 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 they honestly definitely bid against themselves. That was fucking insane. But um, who's that guy's it, agent? Is it Rosenhaus? Because I don't know. Jesus Christ, whoever it is, is not getting paid enough. Yeah, yeah. I think he's getting too paid. Like, too he's got. I mean, whoever his agent is got fucking red panty night tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that ass. But um, yeah, going forward for the Jets though, we definitely still need to address the defense. That's my one concern. Like, I I want to get. I think the strength of this draft, especially like in that with that first round range, like we gotta get some skill guys in the draft. I think that's clear now. So go, you have to go bring in some stars on D to help improve that side of the ball because it all it all meshes. It's gonna you improve the D, you're gonna improve the offense. Right, love it quickly. Let's get a little bet between the three of us. Pick one player who's a. First guy signed tomorrow. Ooh, my bet is going to be. Well, like Tyra Matthew. Is he already signed though? Because I've really heard that he was like pretty much done. Well, I'm locking that bet up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I kind of want to. I don't know if I'm going to go Gilmore. You want me to change my bet then? I'm going. I'm so. I'm no. You can keep your fucking bet. I'm going Stephon Gilmore. All right, I like it. Chris, uh, give me juice. I think Landry gets done early tomorrow. I like that. That's a good. That'd like be a it. good. I can see he's gonna sign with a contender too. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. All right, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed our day one free agents or free agency review. Um, day two is gonna be fucking sick. Um, we're having our normal Thursday pod dropping this week with the NFC North division preview and our linebacker position ranking. So. Stay tuned for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to pod and follow our Twitter at between two tackles with the number two as we go through the 2022 offseason. Fellas, appreciate you. Ciao.